Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Hello, welcome back to the show. It's me again. Yeah, I'm, I'm here every time, so I don't know why you'd be surprised by that. But this... But are you really, though? Oh. <laughs> As you can tell, someone is with me this time. Why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hello. I am Alfalfa the Roach. I am a dude. You may have seen me, or not. No, he's actually a roach. The Bitcast is <laughs> finally breaking the species yeah. barrier and getting its first insect <laughs> on the show. Yeah, the only reason you can't see me is because I'm too small for the camera. Well, it, it's an audio recording, so that's going to be a little... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it. How will all the ladies get to see me in all my splendor now? Well, they'll just have to read the metamorphosis and use their imagination. <laughs> oh yeah, Kafka reference in the video game podcast. What are you going to do about it? So anyway, <laughs> Alfalfa here is one of my circle of online friends, and we're trying to do... Mm-hmm. An episode, you know, over a Discord call for the first time. Usually all my guests are in the room with me, but I wanted to see if I could do something different. The show's been here for over a year now, so I gotta expand a little bit. Breaking new ground here. Yeah. And the first episode we're discussing together is a little game called Night in the Woods. Frolic in the fracas. Yeah, frolic in the fracas. <laughs> Lurking in the leaves. Dusk in the evening. All that jazz. Yeah. Edgy Animal Crossing. <laughs> Basically. So, my first exposure to the game was because, for a little bit of context, Alf and I here used to go onto a video game forum together, and we did a thing where we would count down all of our favorite games together, and that we did and one of his favorite games was night in the woods and that was you know the first time i saw it i just thought it was kind of an animal crossing similar and <laughs> uh not really well, well once you start talking it, it, yeah it, there's a little bit more to it than that but on the surface it's kind of easy to mistake it as as edgy animal crossing yeah it's actually an adventure platformer game developed mm-hmm. by Infinite Fall and published by Finji. Mm-hmm. Won't you tell us the basic premise of the game? So, Night in the Woods is a video game about a lot of things. Uh, the basic premise is that you play as May Borowski, who just recently dropped out of college and decided to move back to her home in Possum Springs. And she's a cat. Yes, she is a cat. And uh, and all her friends are different animals, and basically everyone in the world is an animal. And there are still pets and wild animals for some reason. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she goes back home thinking that everything will be the same, only that when she gets back home, she th- finds that things are not the same. And in fact, Something really weird and creepy is going on that threatens the stability of her home, and she's got to find out what's going on. Yep, and all the while she's got to, she's got to pull a persona and do like social links with one of two <laughs> of her best friends. 
<laughs> Only two of them, though. Yeah, everyone else said, yeah, yeah, we're fine, mate. We don't really need. <laughs> though, to be fair, there are, like, extra scenes where you get to hang out with them, and they're they're nice. Yeah, you get... They're nice. You get a lot of extra scenes with a lot of random townspeople, and yeah. it, it really does kind of help make the world feel a little more fleshed out. Yeah, it does. Like, I, I can see that being the kind of thing that's just, like, really annoying if you're the type of person who just wants to focus on the plot and stuff, but I, I kind of mm-hmm. thought they were interesting to kind of see different sides of May and the town. Yeah. It's, it's always nice to, like, re- relax with, with some some of the townspeople and get, get to know their history and everything. Yeah. For reference for the people listening, I never had the chance to play this game, but I did watch him play it while we were all mm-hmm. gathered in a Discord call one time, and that was, you know, kind of a weekly occurrence. We would all just watch Alf here mm-hmm. playing Night in the Woods to completion. And I and I got and I got to shove the role of May as, onto one of our friends, because like when the game opened up for the first time and we got to see May Borowski just standing there, I was just like, "All right, Chloe, this is your line." <laughs> And and she was just like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Another, <laughs> so that was fun. Another thing we did was we all decided to read the character voices out loud. Mm-hmm. Which, which, which meant that, unavoidably, one of the townspeople sounded like Mother Brain from the Captain Inn cartoon. <laughs> well, well, but to be fair, that was your doing. Well, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, you, you, you shoved your kid into a lion den... You don't blame the lion for what happens next. <laughs> no, no, the lion just kind of looks at you and he's like, and he's like why'd you do this, man? <laughs> so, I just want to issue a slight spoiler warning. I don't want to try to get into spoilery stuff, mm. you know, too too yeah. early on. Maybe, maybe like a devoted spoiler section later. I don't know. We'll kind of have to see how the conversation mm. goes. I mean, I'd rather people play through Night in the Woods themselves, but but it it might be unavoidable that we t- they talk about like one or two things that happen later on in the game. Yeah, I'm just saying in case something slips out. So my first experience with the game, I was listening to you playing the game, and you said that was the second time you played the game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, the the first time I played through the game was around the the month that it released back in February of 2017. I I think I actually kn- knew about it from the Kickstarter that launched back in 2013, but I'm I wasn't actually all that familiar with it back then. But then I saw another friend of mine playing the game on Twitch, and I, and I and I looked at the game and I was like, oh, this looks pretty neat. Maybe I'll check it out. And then I went and got it, and and then during like the the last the last hour or so of the game, I, it basically kept me all night because I really wanted to see what happened at the end. And so I was just like, wow, this is actually a really, really good game and I should shill it to people. Yeah. Yeah, the ending definitely spiced so, it up. Yeah, it does. What were you going to say? Um, nothing. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I already talked about my first exposure with the game. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I find it interesting, it's 
one of those games that's supposed to be really grounded in reality. Like, you you go outside and you could probably see people with similar personalities and Mm -hmm. situations as these characters. It kind of makes me wonder why they're all animals in the first place. It's probably just a stylistic choice. Maybe. I heard that some of the style was inspired by the old Richard Scarry books, or at least the fact that May has unintentionally creepily wide eyes. Yeah. Uh, this game draws from a number of inspirations. And Benson, Benson not only names Richard Scarry as an influence, but also Chris Ware, Mike McNola, Mary Blair, and Flannery O'Connor. Which I should probably look into, since I barely know anything about those people. Yeah, I was going to say, you're just like throwing all these names at us. I'd, I'd be kind of interested to know more about that. Uh, I'm just reading off the Wikipedia page. Uh, <laughs> you know our dark secrets. Sometimes, sometimes we have a cheat sheet with us. <laughs> It helps us appear smarter than we are. Oh yeah, I know all about that. <laughs> oh my god, Mick McNola, Mike McNola worked on Atlantis the Lost Empire. Cool. Oh. Get ready for that. Uh, anyways, uh, get ready for that crossover. Are you going to say anything else? <laughs> uh, well, one of the big things about the game is its character appeal. You know, it has a, a wide cast of characters. I wondered if you wanted to kind of you know go through and you know, thoughts on different characters. Mm-hmm. So one, one of the big things I've, that I find about, about the primary cast of Night in the Woods, particularly the main cast, is that it is very much a game based on our generation. So, like, they're going through the same, the same situations we're going through. They, they talk like we do. They have the same interests as we do. That's uh, true. Mm-hmm. And and like you get you get to see like how they each approach the, their different situations like like with like with Beatrice she she kind of feels like she's stuck working at the old pickaxe due, due to how how her family situation is like right. and she and she just like accepts it as her fate instead of like doing anything about it. And that's and that's kind of similar to how a lot of people approach those kinds of situations too. Yeah, yeah, I I know some people who have situations like that. Like I said, very grounded mm-hmm. in reality. Yeah. Yeah, Beatrice was kind of a fun character to kind of you know watch and see how she'd react to different things. Yeah. On, on a lighter note, she was kind of a good straight foil to everyone's antics. Yeah, she was, especially to like May and Greg. Yeah. Who, who, by the way, Greg is my favorite character, and he rules. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Greg, Beatrice, and Greg are the two most important non-May characters. I think since they're mm-hmm. the ones you have to make the choice between, and you see the most. Yeah, and each of them goes through their own own different little arcs, like. I'm not sure if you went if you went back and watched any videos on Greg's arc by any chance, but uh, I, I I did not have the time for that, unfortunately. Okay. Do you mind if I just go ahead and explain it? <laughs> no, or... no, you, go ahead. 
Okay. So Greg's whole thing is that he is currently in the middle of trying to get out of Possum Springs with his boyfriend, Angus. And to do that, they're both working like day-to-day jobs, saving up however much money they can so they can rent an apartment and some other place somewhere. But then when May Borowski comes bumbling back into town, Greg is like, oh my god, we can relive the glory days. And, th- and then they go and do crimes together, like like they used to when they were kids. So May's presence kind of ends up being a bad influence on Greg, and, and they have to like work through that somehow. But th- but then you you get you also get scenes where Greg's like really stressed and worried about the future with him and Angus, and like you see that he's trying his best to make make the best out of a bad situation. So I I really I really like sympathize with Greg the most out of the cast. Yeah, yeah. Greg Greg didn't rub off on me the same way he did for you, but he it was enjoyable in his moments, and I I like the animation they kept yeah. going back to yeah. his arms gyrating, the wobbly arms. Like I half expected him to gain traction and lift off the ground. <laughs> He even he even makes reference to it at one point when he says, "My arms hurt." <laughs> well, apart from those two, there's a whole bunch of townspeople you can speak with every day, like, well, Angus, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Ang- Ang- Angus, Angus was unfortunately robbed, which is sad because the one hangout scene he does have is really really good. And I highly encourage anyone who wants to play Night in the Woods to check out that scene whenever it shows its head. I have a feeling that they probably made that scene as you know packed as it was because they knew that would be your only chance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's that other kid, Germ. Yeah, Germ. He he is an oddball, but we love him anyways. Yeah, I did a little bit of reading about the game after you finished showing it to us, and. I feel like Germ is someone I could probably relate to on some level. It's just... Yeah? Compared to every other major character that he spends time with, he doesn't really have a lot of drama going on for him. But, you know, he's still kind of a weirdo in his own way, and I felt, you know what, I've been there before, so I kind of feel that with Germ. Yeah, he's he's a little easy to to relate to like that, because, like... He he doesn't re- really have a, a whole group of friends. He just kind of stumbles his way into friend circles, and like there's there's not a whole lot go- going on with him. But the, but at the same time, there doesn't really need to be a whole lot going on with him. Yeah, you know, not not everyone has to have all the drama all the time. Mm-hmm. Every and then, go ahead. Okay, uh, and th- then there's like other side characters too, like like Laurie M, the mouse kid. He he and she and she's she's like really 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 anxious, and like like when she gets super nervous, she starts huffing and puffing a whole lot. What well, was she? The big bad wolf? No, no, she's 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 a mouse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess she could blow some houses down, but she's <laughs> gonna knock the astrology guy off the roof. Oh yeah, speaking of Mister Chazikov, he he was another, he's another character you can talk to every every once in a while, and you go star hunting with him, and it's nice because you get to hear all these stories, 
and you get to hear May's thoughts about those stories. Oh yeah, it's kind of neat that you get a little bit of a lore dump for something that doesn't really come into play, but it still you know helps flesh out the world, like most of the side things in the game. Yeah. Did I say astrology? Maybe I meant astronomy. My, my... No, they're both the same thing. Are they? Don't tell Slyke I said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I don't think he'll listen. <laughs> but, let's see, there's... There's the poem girl. Uh, Selma. Oh, oh yeah, Selmers. Yeah, she was good too. And she she had that entire li- entire poem at the library where she bangs on about capitalism. It is a stark contrast from this morning where she just gave like very juvenile rhyme schemes. It's <laughs> like like oh okay. <laughs> Sometimes I like fruit snacks, and that that'll be her poem. They're they're nice and charming, and and people should listen to them. Yeah, she she's admittedly one of the characters I remember the best, besides you know the main cast and your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, your parents. Your your parents. Uh, so PT g- gave May's dad a, a Yiddish accent for some reason. Yeah, uh, that that would be me. That's. Like I said, yeah. like I said a few episodes ago, that's that's how most people know me online. Yeah, yeah. But but it was but it was fun though. Yeah, I, I had a good time with it. Yeah, I, for some reason, Mister Borowski was Yiddish. Oh, he would always talk like this about the old country. <laughs> My May Borowski, why are you getting yourself into all this trouble? You know that's not what we do in the Borowski family. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, Don Corleone. <laughs> and then you have the mom, who's a mom. She 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 cares about you and she worries about you, but she also has her stressful days too. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very human. Well, for cat people, anyway. Mm-hmm. The 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 family dynamic between the Boreskis is pretty nice. Not a whole lot of drama. There's like one drama moment, but it's resolved almost as quickly as it arrives. I found it interesting. I didn't even notice it during the game, but mom and dad are almost never on camera together. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's, it's it's only like like every once in a while. Like there's that one scene in with all the tacos. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, stuff near the end of the game. But otherwise, they're yeah. always in different scenes. Like, mom's always there in the morning. Dad's always there at night. Well, well, well you say morning, but but May tends to get up in the afternoon a lot of the time. Oh, uh, well. Uh. <laughs> Hashtag relatable. Yep. Ugh. Maybe she should be an owl instead of a cat. <laughs> Maybe. Uh. Hmm. If I had to pick a favorite character, because I already know who your favorite character is. Yep. Uh. I don't. It's it's Greg, by the way. Whoa! Really? <laughs> <laughs> For people who don't know, Pe- you know, people who weren't paying attention when you said it a few <laughs> minutes ago. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, welcome to the show. Today we're going to talk about Night in the Woods. <laughs> welcome to Garbo and Malloy. 
I'm Malloy. <laughs> That's a whopper. <laughs> uh, for reference, that's a, a talk show that Dad watches every night when you come home to him. Yeah, an in-universe talk show, and you have to watch it with him if you want to get into the attic upstairs. Yeah, a lot, a lot of weird. That that's kind of considered to be a side quest in the game, and that's kind of the flavor of most side quests. Yeah. Uh. Very weird, but also very charming at the same time. There's another one where you f- where you find an old float stashed away in a building, and the and the float happens to have rats inside, and so you and so now Maze Quest becomes that she has to steal pretzels from the pretzel vendor in the sewers and feed them to the rats, and th- and then the rat population grows so much that they take over the abandoned food court and. On the outskirts of town. Yeah, so get ready for Night in the Woods 2, which is a dystopian future <laughs> full of like horrible rat hybrid people, and May has become their queen. Populated entirely by rat people. Yeah, and you have to join the resistance of the non-rat animals. And then Laurie M has an existential crisis. We should pitch this to Benson. <laughs> Uh, is there any other characters that kind of stick out that we've neglected? Uh, there's there's Pastor K in the church. Oh yeah, she's like the she's like one of the very 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 few people who talk about God with May. Yeah the the game's approach to religion is I actually read about it and it's 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 a little different from any real world faith. It's like a mix of aspects from different ones. And we, we, I don't know what you did in your first playthrough, but in our playthrough, we didn't really see too much of Pastor K. Apparently yeah. you can do a lot more with her. Yeah. The, the only reason for that being was that at the time I could only stream from my PS4 to Twitch and Twitch has that whole Twitch lag and everything. So I had to get a capture card and then, and then. A, a new computer to to stream the game off of so that we could have w- like like one to one fidelity when when I streamed off a mixer. Yeah. So it took a little while for us to like completely sync up, but that was the big reason why we couldn't spend as much time with Pastor K in my second playthrough. Yeah, well, you know, that, that just kind of gives me something to look for if I ever get around to playing the game myself. Yeah. Speaking of playing the game, it's on it's on Windows. Mac, Linux, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android. So if you ever feel like wanting to play the game after listening to this, then you know where to buy it from. Get that out of the way right now. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Sure am. uh, And any other characters we might have missed? I I think I think we hit most of the major ones. Yeah, most of, most of the rest are like incidental characters, like like the people, like the two who talk about the smelters, uh, M- Mother Brain on his porch, the pumpkin guy, uh, the 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 the, ba- the band people, uh, the 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 people in charge of town hall who try to t- talk talk their way through through how how to prop up Possum Springs. Oh, there's your aunt. Oh, oh yeah, the uh, Aunt Mall Cop. Yeah. <laughs> who's 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 just kind who's just kind of like 
things are going down. It's it's very serious, and then she d- barely does her job. <laughs> uh, now, my only exposure to the game was your playthrough, and you played the version that had a lot of things patched in that weren't in the original release. Yeah, yeah, I I was specifically playing the Weird Autumn update that came out like near the end of 2017. Yeah, and uh, Ant Malkop and a few other minor characters were not in a certain sequence in the original version of the game, and that led to a lot of mm-hmm. speculation among people who played the game. I think you know what I'm referring to. I am indeed. So they had to fix that with the autumn update because I guess they didn't want those implications lying around. Mm-hmm. But since I was never, you know, privy to the original version, that meant that you know it's just that, that's just <laughs> that's a whole non issue. That's just how I saw it. Yeah, that's if if you haven't seen it, it's it's how you saw it. Yep. Kind of like how if people saw the the special edition of Star Wars, then they don't get the whole hubbub with Han shooting first. That's true. So, now we're we're kind of winding down, I think, because you said you didn't really want to talk about ending stuff, and that's fine. I, I actually, mm-hmm. you made a good point when you brought it up earlier. Yeah, I I did want want to like bring it back to to it being being sort of rude in our generation, though. So like. Along with all the other stuff I talked about with with situations and how they talk, it it is very much a story about about our generation being born into late stage capitalism and how that has its effect on on the town they grow up in. Yeah, well, and you'll see a lot a lot more of those themes the further you go into the game, and it kind of touches on on them in a way that I, that I think is really interesting. So without giving too much away, I felt like the ending, while it works, a lot of it is just like a whoa, wait, what? It's like a yeah. kind of a yeah. kind of a jump from what I was used to. <laughs> uh, well, well, to be fair, it's it's also like kind of hinted at in the in the dream sequences. So a little bit, but then it just like all comes out at once, like, non-stop, yeah. and it's just like, whoa, okay, <laughs> night in the woods, calm down. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there's that certain, there's that fine, very fine line between, like, making all that a metaphor and making it a reality, and it's really up to the player to decide which version to believe in. Really? But I think the uh, the original intent behind it was, was for it to all be a metaphor. See, I have the I have the thing where I tend to take things literally, so I just assumed uh-huh. at face value <laughs> this stuff was happening. It's just like, oh, oh my god, night in the woods is real. <laughs> well, no, not like that. <laughs> I'm not gonna go outside and run. It's in... breaking out of the TV into real life. Ugh. I'm not gonna go outside and find a bird who sounds like Mother Brain. <laughs> No, you're just gonna su- you're just gonna encounter a bird who makes really weird comments. Okay. <laughs> now, Alf, one thing you know about me is that I'm a big fan of video game soundtracks. Mm-hmm. But I did not really get to experience a lot of Night in the Woods music during the playthrough because you know there was a lot of talking and the fact that the game was yeah. entirely on your end and stuff. So yeah. it falls on you. 
What are some of your favorite songs from the game? Just, just any at all? Well, uh, well, the big standout for me is is one of the the songs that you play with your friends, uh, "Die Anywhere Else." Right. And this the song is basically about how how tired they they are of being stuck in the same place, and that they would rather pa- pass on literally anywhere else that isn't where they're familiar with. So it's so it's kind of. I find it emblematic of the game in general, since it it talks about a lot of the same themes that get repeated throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, I'd believe that. Mm-hmm. But th- but then you also also get songs like like Weird Autumn, where where they talk about weird things that are happening in autumn, and th- and then and then the the hardest band, band practice song in the game, Pumpkinhead Guy, <laughs> which which is just like. Th- things are getting really out of control now because weird stuff is happening and I kind of don't know what's going on. Oh, so the band practice sequences are kind of, you know, summaries of how everyone feels at different points in the story. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, I hadn't actually noticed that either <laughs> until we just talked about it. Huh. Well, uh, I, I did... That that last one, Pumpkinhead Guy, I did look that one up on my own, because I remember liking it when we heard it, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that one just kind of goes all over the place. It's really fun. Yeah. It's it's really hard to play, though. Like, for real. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, any, any, any stray thoughts on Night in the Woods before we, before we close up? Hmm... Uh, I, I, I did mention dream sequences earlier, so I want to touch on that. Uh, in the middle of the game, every time you go to bed, you just go, get to go through dream sequences that like, at at first it may, may not seem like they have much of a point, but maybe once you you get a little further in, you'll start to see what's actually happening or something. Uh, They're still kind of a mystery to, to me, to be honest. Yeah, that's one of the elements of the game that they don't really explain too much of, and maybe they don't need to, but it is kind of interesting. Anything else? Uh, trying to think. There, there was that 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 roguelike game that we never got to go through oh, yeah. on my second playthrough. Yeah, Angus gives you a video game within a video game, and you can play it. And I yeah. think the the better you are at it, the more affectionate Angus is toward you. Yeah, that that was actually one of the, I think that was actually one one of the stretch goals for the original Kickstarter was to have that extra little roguelike game in the game. What what if that got more of the attention than the main game and there's just <laughs> that just had like a meta community and leaderboards and stuff i mean i would believe it <laughs> I, I and to its credit it is actually a little a little fun to play like you, you've got you've got like a like a dash and you got your sword swings and and everything you do is built around how much stamina you have so you have to manage that while also fending off enemies it's it's an interesting little romp to go through if you ever have the time to go through it in in your playthrough. Right, right. Well, I think that covers everything now. That yeah, I think it does too. 
All right. So, Alf, you're the guest. Is there anything you'd like to say to the audience before they leave? Any, any work? Greg rules. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> all right. Any like the like plugs, people, you things that you want people to find. Oh, definitely. I just put out a visual novel like two weeks ago with my friend Tut, Tut called Ah, My Roommate is a Succubus Hellbent on World Conquest. Oh, dude. Uh, it, would, <laughs> it, it, would be, it, would be, it would mean a lot to me if you could go and check that out. We, we poured a lot of work into that, I'm, and I'm very proud of the final product. And we're actually planning on, a, on expanding that into a fuller game like next year or so. I just have to make sure all the car all the cards are in place for that. Right, might not be for everyone going by that title. Yeah, but yeah, if, if but if if you want to muscle past that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, as for me, you can just find me here on the Podcast One website and mobile app and iTunes every week. And, I, and I'll just scuttle away doing what I'm normally doing, which is stuff. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Old alfalfa and his stuff. <laughs> a bug's life, if you will. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for having me. I had a fun time talking about my favorite game of last year. Yeah, thanks for uh, coming on. I, I hope people like liked this podcast. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Eels. Eels. Listen to BidCast anytime on podcast1.com and on the Podcast One app.